Hey, this is Daryl Strawberry, and you listen to The Daniel Baldwin Show. This is Anthony Munoz, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN. Hi, this is Bruce Smith, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show. Hi, this is Cornelius Bennett, and you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show here on ESPN. Jim Kelly, you're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. This is Chris Berman, a.k.a. The Swami. I am predicting that you are listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Dean Kane. You're listening to The Daniel Baldwin Show on ESPN Radio, and so am I. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. And welcome. Welcome to the big show on a Tuesday, Yay. which means substitute Josh is in. <laughs> the other Josh. K-Rock, K-Rock Josh out in Utica. He's like, that's the equivalent of going to Siberia, isn't it? Is he in Siberia? Your comments are yours and yours alone, my wow. friend. Wow. Listen, Utica knows that they're they're dear to my heart. They're dear to my heart, but it's Siberia. Come on. Cool. Could be worse. Could be in Albany. <laughs> hey, now. So tell me blast. something right now. That's tell a blast me. upstate New York cities. I live here. I, know, I live just... here. I moved here. I moved the multimedia foundation out of Malibu Beach, California for 25 years and moved it to central New York. Why? Because this is a quality place to raise my family. My kids are 10 and 9 years old, and I wasn't going to bring them up in L.A. To work with so, the mole. That's to, how you came I here. did, to work with them all and to work with Josh. Do we have a quarterback controversy on our hands at Syracuse University, Josh? Josh from the Daily Orange. When you say controversy, like, you mean debate on who should play? Do you, Would you like me to look up the definition of the word? Well, I, to you I'm just me? trying to, because I feel like... It's not a controversial decision, is that what you... I don't know, I'm just thinking, like, I think they're going to play both, is what I think will happen. I, I believe that it, at the end of the day, um, what I suggested would happen... Uh, was that they started Dungey and they platooned them in situationally. And, and, I, and I think that'll probably be what happens. But certainly taking Dungey out of the game and putting DeVito in and sparking them against Carolina um, has added to the, the, the stirring of the controversy here. Um, you know, it is Syracuse's offense... Uh, better off with Dungy and, and the threat of his legs or DeVito and the threat of his arm. you know, and, and that's what it boils down to. I think what you have to look at is what defense you're playing against. Um, but certainly, remember what I said about Clemson. You know, To take out Kelly, who had gotten them, who was 26-2 and two as a starter at Clemson, and substitute for a true freshman, I thought was kind of bogus to do to a kid who was in his senior year. And, and I will stand by that in the Syracuse decision. I think Dungy has to start. I think we have to see how he does. But I think it's going to be a short leash on Dungy this week. See, I think it. I'd do it the opposite. I'd start DeVito, who just played well, throw him out for two or three series, and he either plays well, or if he, say, he has two bad series to start the game, you can yank him. You could be, ah, that was just like a flash, and you yank him. And I think Dungy serves as a better supplement to DeVito than DeVito serves as a supplement to Dungy if you're going to use both because Dungy has the running aspects. You bring Dungy in and you do a little bit more quarterback run, but he can obviously still throw the ball pretty well, so it's not like it's wildcat at that point. But you can use it that way, I think, and you continue to ride the wave a little bit from last Saturday. Well, here's, here's the reason why I disagree with you. At some point, isn't there some type of loyalty that Syracuse University and the coaching staff owes to Dungy? He stuck it out. He's here as a senior. You know, he's put life and limb out there, injured quite a bit, and plays hard. And you know what I mean? I mean, I think there's got to be some loyalty factor, unless he really played poorly, which he didn't 
play really poorly. De- DeVito just outthrew him for sure and saved that game against North Carolina, which was a must win for us, I think, because besides Louisville, I don't think there's any lock that we're going to win our sixth game this year. Not a lock. We can beat three teams for sure. But we're going to get carved up. So does that mean DeVito's going to go out there against against Notre Dame and get torched? You know, Every, Yankee Stadium? Everybody said DeVito won that game. The defense won that game. The defense came in after a horrible interception by DeVito and held North Carolina. If, they, if North Carolina moves that ball five yards, Syracuse loses that game. The defense did it, comes in, holds them to a field goal, you know, in, in overtime, in defeat, you know, I, I think everybody's overselling this. It was it was a team win. You can't just everybody's acting like Devito won that game. Devito did not win that game himself. Syracuse won that football game. Well, but he came in and took over a stagnant offense that had punted seven times and fumbled once since Syracuse last scored to start the second half, and led three scoring drives and one horrible interception that he looked like a redshirt freshman on. So he went. Wow. Three of four, one of them was terrible. Absolutely, that yeah. that interception was terrible. That should have co- it should have cost any other. Team is that not an interception that you've seen Eric Dungey throw? Yeah, in, so, in Pittsburgh two weeks ago. Yeah, yes, but I, I think you got to be loyal to the senior. And this is everybody's acting like this is Clemson and Alabama. Clemson and Alabama did the Clemson and Alabama got a hell of a lot more riding on their seasons than <laughs> than Syracuse does on whether when you make this quarterback change. Syracuse is going to get to six wins, I think, no matter who their quarterback is at this point. And, and Dungy's been through a lot for this team. You know, he's been and and my last argument on this going into the season, all the fans were like, "Man, if we lose Dungy, we're not winning. Four, we're winning four games again this year, and that's it." And all of a sudden, everybody's, "Eh, sit him down. We don't need him." You know, come on, <laughs> come on. I just think it it's ACC college football. I don't think anyone's owed anything at the end of the day, and I think that that's how the football program looks at it. I get from a fan perspective and things like that, you can look at it in, like, you owe the senior X, Y, and Z. Dungy has given, at this point, parts of his body to yes. this team. but He may not be able to count to his okay, jersey well, now, number you, know, you, say, you say that. You say that. And let me ask you this question, then. Is Eric Dungy a journeyman third-string backup in the NFL, possibly? No. Never. He's never going to go pro. Um. Well... Journey, he, journeyman, you're saying like he makes a team and stuff, right? He, I don't does, think he does, makes a team. You don't think he makes? He's he's, he's not going to make an NFL team. I don't think so. He okay. could be a practice squad guy. But, uh, uh, because here's the, here, here's the point of that. You, you got to remember too that through the recruiting process, these guys show up in your living room. They tell you, you know, and and they tell you uh, they sugarcoat it. You're our guy. You're our leader. You're and next thing you know, you're a sophomore, and you see they take the five star guy coming up behind you. You're like, hey, what happened? You know, so. They made a lot of promises to this kid. He came all the way out from Lake Oswego, Oregon. I watched him play in high school. I lived in Lake Oswego. I knew about this guy. And so, you know, what did they do to to lure him as a four star guy? At you don't think Oregon State and those uh, and those home teams were trying to groom him? I bet you they were. I bet you they were. So they made promises to him and assurances to him that now he gets him all the way to starting all year last year and getting hurt, starting all year this year, and then suddenly you get him to five wins and he has a bad game and you're going to... Listen, I, I beg to differ. I think that they do owe him a little bit of a, a, a leash. You know, I'm, I'm saying it's short, but they owe him the start for sure. I, I yeah, believe this is Yeah, this isn't the game to do. 
Like, yeah. If he comes out and tanks this game, then you can start talking. I about think it. you play both this game, and they will. so you're not really making a decision. Yeah. If you come out and just start Dungy and don't make it obvious, like you need to put Devito in the next series. So I it think doesn't there's... look like you're pulling. If you have Dungy, like what if Dungy starts, you go two drives where you don't score, and then you take him out and Devito has a touchdown drive, then all of a sudden. It, yeah, then, you then pulled you, them, and that's not that's well, not what see, you're trying to do. I, I think that's a better option than putting the the redshirt freshman in and having him go three or four series without scoring, and yeah. then you yank him. Well, I think I think what because then you made a bad decision as a coach because you started the guy and and you're now messing with confidence and the locker room. Yeah, once you start Devito over this the incumbent senior, you send a message to the incumbent senior about your confidence in him for sure. And he already knows what DeVito did in that game last week. He knows. So he knows he's probably on a short clock. Uh, he, he is. But I think you don't base it on whether Syracuse makes first downs. Or you you based on, did he deliver the ball? Did he do the things he was supposed to do? You know, you can't blame him if a guy drops a pass. or Which he, happened last weekend. Right. Dungy had several throws that were good, and guys just dropped them. Right. right so I think you have to look at his performance in the first couple of series and say, you know, is he doing what he needs to do, making his reads? And the coaching staff will know that. You know, if not, if he's just chucking balls high and they're long and he's choking or he's just not playing well, oh, you got to yank him. Yeah, we need to beat NC State. When you, listen, what 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 people are forgetting about because everyone's you know this this is the the crumbs community right now. We're all looking to see what crumbs are going to fall off the plate instead of looking at what piece a sizable piece we can take off the plate. We're still in a position to go far beyond the pinstripe bowl. We can if we win three more, and we could win three more. We could. We could definitely beat NC State. We did, we played much better against Clemson. We're in a closer game against Clemson than NC State. We're at home against them. We could beat NC State. We can beat Louisville. We can beat Boston College. There's a couple. You know, we could win three more. We could wake. Yeah. We could be wait. We could we could end up with eight or nine wins this year. We could. It's still possible because we're, we're probably going to lose to Notre Dame, although it's a neutral site. But with Notre Dame's popularity internationally, they're going to have the home field advantage in Yankee Stadium. They just it's the Irish. It's the whole bit. So. I'm going to say, you know, unless something fluke happens, we're going to probably lose that game. We could win the rest of the schedule. We could. We're going to be in every one of those games. If that happens, hey, well, we're looking at going to the Citrus Bowl. We're looking to go, you know, we're going to go to some other much more dominant bowl game than the Pinstripe Bowl. We're definitely going to, we're already on pace to be invited to a couple of other bowl games because they're speculating we're going to win more than six games this year. People think we're going to win eight. You know what's scary about this team? Is how our conversation shifts every yeah, week. Yeah, they could. With next yeah. week we last could be saying week, they, last week we were like they lost a pit. They can't. Yeah, ne- <laughs> next week we could be saying they're not going to win another game. And I'm this not. Year. I'm not faulting right. that the conversation right. goes that way. It's based off the games. The yeah. games are just kind of yeah. inconsistent. Yeah, and, and 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 then take a look at Pitt against Notre Dame. You know, what I mean, so Pitt shows us that we could be in the Notre Dame game. Ball State takes them to to one touchdown late in the fourth quarter. So don't think we couldn't be in after what we did with Clemson. You I just don't know what to think about this team. Sometimes they look like they're at a movie theater taking tickets when it comes to defending the rush. Thank you very much. You're in seat 9. Boom, and they run right by you. Or, you know, are they the team that's going to, you know, 
make it a fight against Notre Dame. I don't know. But certainly we got to put away, if we're thinking about being able to play against Clemson, building this program, moving beyond where we are right now, we're on pace to do that. If we win six, we move, we're, we're better than we were the last few years. So that's a Baberism kind of plan. You know, we're talking about how we're going to move up and, and build a quality program with consistency here at Syracuse. So if we're going to do that, it starts with, you know, there was a great article, I wish I had saved it, that on ESPN that talks about having to go on the road and beat those teams you got to put away. That's one of the keys to being a successful program. And I believe it was Saban at Alabama who said, listen, when we go play, you know, Georgia Tech and we're favored by 21 and it's a, it's a field goal game, we didn't put them away. We got to put them away. We got to put away Louisville. We got to put away Wake for sure. We got to, you know, that's not even a game. We got to, if we can play against Clemson and we're hoping to do that, we got to beat these guys by 28 and put them away fast. And so we haven't done that yet as a program. They had the opportunity to at Pittsburgh. They should have put Pitt away. They, I mean, they came out, blast them for 14 points in six minutes. It, you, they, that's where the program's got to put the foot on the throat. Right. And, and right. go. Let's take a quick break. Got the fine folks from Pathfinder. Bank coming yeah, in to do Pathfinder so what? Pathfinder Bank coming in and playing so what and so much more. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Hey now, and we're back. We're back with the fine folks from Pathfinder Bank. <laughs> I, got to do my point. I got to do a point at you. I like they, it. They do all our uh, support of SU football, basketball on uh, ESPN Radio TK99, and they are the proud sponsors of our high school football here. And we're in the playoffs right now. There's a game Friday night. I, I know that much, and I'm not that big of a high school sports aficionado. Oh, Josh does? Uh, well, the first one is Cicero North Syracuse and Fayetteville Manlius. Fayetteville Manlius, yeah. yeah. We're carrying the other game. So the West Tennessee. So that's West Tennessee. 7.30 at Cicero North Syracuse. Seth Goldberg on the call. Seth Goldberg will be calling the game? Yes. Oh, I can't wait. I just can't wait to be tantalized with his rendition the of that game. The docile tones yeah. of Seth Goldberg. The, the docile tones. <laughs> well, are you going to introduce Jim? Yeah, Jim Dowd from Pathfinder Banks here. Thank you. And uh, I'll uh, hand it over to you now to do your... The well, Daniel now, Baldwin show. Well, now, Jim and I, we, we have been on several excursions together. We uh, have. Pathfinder, which is... You know, a leader in the banking community here in Syracuse. We're very honored to have you here and, and have Pathfinder be part of what we do here at Galaxy Media, uh, the uh, conglomerate, the Ed Levine conglomerate <laughs> that is Galaxy Media. Uh, but we took a trip recently together, and uh, and I had to show uh, some of my skills. It was certainly very impressive. Uh, we were traveling down via bus, and just to start, we were on a 64-passenger bus, and there was eight of us on there. So yeah, you know yeah. the great Ed Levine always rolls out the, the best in luxury for us. Of course. Uh, Daniel had heard enough of uh, my conversation, so he was in the back sleeping. And we pulled over to the side of the road in Connecticut, and I think we were all a little surprised. And come to find out we had gotten pulled over by the Connecticut State Troopers. Uh, we were doing a little speeding. Uh, about 15 minutes into the pullover, uh, Daniel wakes up in the back and asks what's going on. And we tell him what's going on, and he just stretches for a second and says, I'll take care of this. Off the bus he goes, and I'm watching him in the rearview mirror, and I think he hops inside the cop car at one point in time. About five minutes passes, I see him walking back up, and he's taping the whole thing on his phone. He brings the trooper onto the car, and the trooper says, because of this man and because of this man only, there'll be no speeding ticket today. But my favorite point was Danielle yells, 72 and a 50 and no ticket. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the great thing about it was you always just assume you know the guy. 
So I look in his in, in the trooper. He sees me walking. I'm with the camera rolling on my phone. So right away they get a little. This is the same thing happens every time. They get a little paranoid that you're filming them. I lean in and look at him and I see his things. You know, says Jones. Whatever. I go, Jonesy, what are you doing? You really going to write the guy a ticket? We got to get to ESPN. And he looks at me and he goes. Baldwin, right? I go, he goes, what are you doing? I go, bro, we got a deadline. We got to get over the thing. Don't write the guy a ticket, really? He goes, well, he was in a construction zone. You know, that's a big, you know, double fine. Come on, man. Run the guy's license. Let's go. You're going to ding the guy. It's going to affect how much money he makes. This is his job. I go, you really want to write him that ticket? Ah, you know what? I'll go in there. Hey, man, I used to love you. I know you. You roll the, you roll the bones whether they're going to go, I hate the Baldwins or <laughs> I'm a fan of the Baldwins. And this guy was a fan, so we walked. Uh after this segment, we will do So What with Pathfinder Bank here. They're also going to give away two, a pair of tickets because two of them are Daniel Baldwin's tickets, and you get a chance to sit with Daniel Baldwin at the SU Louisville game Friday night. Uh, I believe it's the ninth. The ninth. Is the ninth. And uh, you get to sit with Daniel Baldwin, which is who wouldn't want that? And, wow. <laughs> and uh, you get front row seats. These aren't just any seats. These are aisle 101, seat 101, right there, and and parking at the Carrier Dome. Now, I will add into that, if you really want to make this worth your while, um, sitting with me is the equivalent of sitting with, you know, Chewbacca. But, <laughs> but, but I will be bringing my beautiful wife, Robin, with me, who I guarantee you will stimulate you with conversation and tantalize you with health benefits. Do not get your fingers near his nachos because it's like a wood chipper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, you'll go down on that one. Do you yeah. guys want to play So What now? And we'll, uh... I, think, I think we're going we're gonna, to uh, introduce you to the game So What. So okay, great. We have uh, um, Forrest, Forrest Gump. Uh, wrote our so what so Paulie's going to read the subject or whatever whatever the statement is and you get to either say so what like it doesn't matter to you or if it's not a so what to you you have to support that with your argument so here we go do we want to play I'm so excited it's time I've got the timing down I just can't hide it sometimes I'm about to lose control and I just can't um. so what it's unlistenable radio you understand me Daniel Baldwin show the Oakland Raiders traded wide receiver Amari Cooper to the Dallas Cowboys for a 2019 first-round draft pick. The Raiders now have three first-round draft picks in the upcoming NFL draft. Are they just packing it in? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, I think they're doing what the Sixers did. Yeah. Yeah, they are. They're just trust the process. It's like the yeah, uh, poor Gruden. I mean, I guess because of the the size of the deal that he signed a like a hundred million dollar deal with him. He knows he's not going anywhere. So he's pretty much packed his bags this year, well, for sure. They have three first round draft picks now uh in next year's draft. And I think they have two first rounders in the year after. So is is this a, a whole rebuilding that he's going yeah, for? He's definitely yeah. doing a Sixers yeah. trust a process type thing. But my take on this is what the hell were the Cowboys thinking giving a first rounder up? You could have easily gotten, you know, given up a second rounder for this guy or a third rounder for that matter. Yeah, but remember something too, though. In the NFC East right now, it's still the Giants aren't out. You know, they're one in five. So you know, anything can happen in that division. And Dallas is in the thick of it. I think they're looking to try to support uh, Dak in yeah. any way they can right now. Had Dak not fumbled uh, on the goal line and given up that touchdown, yep. then the Cowboys might have won that game and it would be a different situation. And they're tied with Washington for the division lead. So they're still in it. They want help right now. Uh, less than 24 hours after being benched by the Jacksonville Jaguars, head coach Doug Marone announced that Blake Bortles will be the team's starting quarterback this Sunday against the Philadelphia Eagles, but will be on a short leash 
Cody Kessler will get the first team reps in practice this week. Sounds familiar. Eric Dungy. <laughs> Another quarterback controversy. You know, I said I said this a long time ago. Blake Bortles is not a Super Bowl winning quarterback. So when you when you rise to that level of are you a threat to actually win the big one, do you stick by some guy? And very few teams, you know, the Giants are one team that had such a great defense that they could afford Phil Sims to go down and they could turn around and take on Hostetler to win a Super Bowl. And he played very well, Jeff, to, to his credit. But Blake Bortles is that guy. Is he a guy that's going to inspire you, walk into a huddle, and you're just, no. No, he's not going to. He's not a Tom Brady. He's not a Joe Montana. He's not a Steve Young or a Troy Aikman or one of those guys that walks in. You go, and I'll never forget the story of Montana saying, um, it's a two-part story. He walked in the huddle, the great drive that they did. They got the ball, and they were on their own 20 or their own 10, and they had to go 90 yards with two minutes left. And he got into the huddle, and he goes, hey, listen, we're going to win this game, all right? We're going to, and they all kind of looked at him, and and he said it matter-of-factly. Do you know what the next thing he said was? Holy crap, look, John Candy's on the sideline. And he pointed out to the huddle that John Candy at the time, at the top of his game, was standing on the San Francisco sideline. And they all looked, the linemen talked about, they all looked over, and they immediately just started to kind of laugh, like, really? That We, we got two minutes left to go 90 yards to win the Super Bowl. And Look at that, wow, that's so cool, John Candy's on the sideline. And it completely relaxed them. Is Blake Bortles the kind of guy that's going to come in and instill that kind of confidence in him? No. No, that's why I've got the article pulled about Colin Kaepernick coming to... Oh, for God's sake. Kaepernick to the Jaguars. You just throw this Kaepernick name at every to key. the Jaguars. This is like Please. the fourth Tuesday in a row. <laughs> wow! On show. Wow, can you imagine it? Can you? Do you believe? No, I don't. Wow, Even the Jaguars' defense seems to be collapsing underneath yeah. the Blake yeah. Bortles that whole controversy. Yeah, they're, they're crumbling. Uh, the AP basketball polls have come out, and Syracuse starts the season ranked number 16 in the country. Top five includes Kansas, Kentucky, Gonzaga, Duke, and Virginia. The ACC is stacked. Seven teams. Seven teams in the top 20. You know what? I'm, I, I'm not happy with this. Oh, boy. I'm not happy with this. First of all, let's take a look at the fact that Nevada is number seven. Nevada is number seven versus an ACC team that has their entire team back and is and has is deep from three point line now with freshmen that can play. And according to Coach Bayheim, they're going to play at least two of them, including his son, who can stick it. So you know, there's a few teams. Oregon, Oregon is above Syracuse right now in this preseason poll. You know what? Oregon's I, pretty good. I'm they not, had a I'm better not, year than Syracuse. Last I'm, year, not, I'm not. I'm not saying these aren't good teams, right. but I'm saying you bring back battle with people that can shoot from three-point range and pull people from the basket and open those lanes up and watch how what, what that does for him and Brissett. I will I will be willing. Here's a hot take. You ready? Yeah. Ready for a hot take? Syracuse is ranked in the top ten five games into the season. It's a possibility, and I have no issue with where Syracuse is ranked last, right now. The, the team's got to come out and show it can score. Last year it was unable to score. And, yes, they have new players, but nobody's seen them play yet. So let's let's – Tamper it down. Let's see if they can get the offense up going. I mean, the defense was stellar. I mean, they were holding teams to sixty points. So, but you, they got to be able to score. The game's going to be a whole different ball game when you have guys that can can are even a threat to hit the ball from three point and stretches the floor, makes it completely different. And they have two of those now. Didn't I hear Mr. Beheim make some positive comments about the transfer Elijah Hughes and yeah, his offensive yeah. capabilities uh-huh. as well? So mm-hmm. you got some talented freshmen. You got a talented transfer coming in. 
Syracuse averages 75 points a game on offense this year. Whoa. Hot wow. Take. That's, that's, that's a hot take. Yeah. 75. Yeah. Blazing. They're gonna, they're, they, they could be scored 90. They're that good. I just got third degree burns. Did you? <laughs> Standing next to you. I didn't hear the tone. <laughs> I didn't hear it. All right, we got the fine folks from Pathfinder Bank in here. They're going to give away tickets after So What. Our last story, the L.A. Lakers lost 143-142 to the Spurs in overtime last night. LeBron James had a chance to close out the game at the free throw line, but missed both free throws. One Lakers fan went on Twitter and said Kobe would have made both. Whoa! Ouch. <laughs> Whoa! Well, there's a great article that I pulled, back-to-back articles, and, and, and I'm going to say that I agree. First of all, LeBron, you can't, you know, how many how many shots is he at? He's, got, he's paid to hit those shots, I get it, but okay, so he missed. I, it doesn't come down to that. Why, was it, why, why was it 143 to 142 to start <laughs> off with? You know, that's a lot of wood to lay and a lot of points to let up. But LeBron went on to say, he knew, they're 0-3, and he said, I knew what I was getting into when I came here. Now, of all these players that are talking about, uh, Kawhi Leonard and, and, and Butler and who's going to come... Here's the greatest choice if they can get him ever for the Lakers right now, and that's Kevin Love. And I'll tell you why. Because you have to be you have to be willing on a team with those kinds of names on it to just do the hard work, get rebounds and score when you can, and not for Leonard, he wants to be on his own team to be the star. He doesn't want to be in the shadow of LeBron James. For Durant to come, these super team theories that they have now, which they have been building, you know, you gotta be willing if you're on the Lakers right now to play behind him right now. He's gonna be the first option. And Love has proven that he's willing to do that. I think Look out, the Lakers might go for Kevin Love. All right, here's the deal. The NBA is about defense and three-point shooting, and what the Lakers don't have. They gave up 143 points last night. Where's the defense there? They don't have any size down low. They can't shoot either. I, I, I think they have some, well, they must have done something to score 142, <laughs> but uh, they got to shore up the defensive end to, to be impactful. Yeah, I agree. Path three, games Br- in. three games into the MVC, right, NBA season. Right. It's over. It's over. It's done. Pathfinder Bank wants to send you to the Syracuse-Louisville game with Daniel Baldwin. Yeah, these are some great seats, too. Again, it's it's 50-yard line, row one. I've been lucky enough to sit there a few times. It's it's very unique and interesting. You're right behind the coaching staff. You're right behind the players. So that's field on the field level. You're at a field level. You, so here's you can what reach I over and grab you the, can, the phone. Here's what I want to know. I want to know why I drove down 13 hours to the Clemson game with my kids, sat in row one behind the Syracuse, and I paid one something a ticket when I want to go is it because that's what they really cost I'm not going to say the number but that's what they really cost I think that's a package deal where is my where are my tickets at that cost I'm going with Pathfinder I'm opening up a sizable account you better stick with Pathfinder I'm going to open up a sizable account of Pathfinder and save see they can save you on tickets they can save you on anything what about a guy like me who you doesn't have any money? Can right. I open again? But, but you, of course, you can. You know why? Because they're going to teach you at Pathfinder how you can change the way you live. We've got a money smart program That's that right. can help you budget and can help you fix your credit, and we've got accounts just for you. Awesome, because I need all of that. Three one five four three seven seven six four four. Caller five right now. You're going to the Syracuse Louisville game Friday night game. Aisle one hundred one, seat one hundred one from Pathfinder Bank with Daniel Baldwin and his lovely wife, who will. Uh, Look at you and tell you what you need to change in your diet just by looking at you. Yes. Yes, watch Thank it. Thank God I'm not going. <laughs> I was going to say, watch it, because Robin gets down there and she'll go, now, nah, Jim. <laughs> She's going to come to your house. She's going to go through your cabinets. How'd you get away with the bacon wrapped scallops? You know what? I had. Listen, every once in a while I get a treat, but not often. Robin is... Whew, 
She's Gestapo. <laughs> 315-437-7644. Call her five right now, and you're going to the game. Thank you guys very much for Yeah, man. Thanks for stopping in. in. Really appreciate it. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Oh, hey now, hey now. Hey, and Josh, why don't you move on to mic three now? Get yourself some yeah, camera you, time. Yeah, wow. Here, get, why don't you get close to me, buddy? I got one Just more so what clear. story. We do? Yeah, I didn't want to do it with... Wow. The nice folks at Pathfinder Bank in here. So. You see what your brother Alec is writing on uh, Twitter? So what, by the way, is brought to you by Wildcat Sports Pub. Uh, it invites you to stop in for great food, fantastic music, and an electric atmosphere. What did what did my bro say? Uh, he's just talking about people getting out there and vote voting today. He wants to vote, 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 vote. He just wrote it all over the place. You going to vote today? It's early voting right now. It's not voting day. Preliminary voting. <laughs> I don't think your brother and I jive. Uh, be careful, be, be careful. No, I'm not the type of person be that would careful. fight with anybody over politics. But, really? Yeah. Oh, I would. Really? I'll, I'll swing from the hip. No, I would never do anything to, to hurt my relationship with Oh, Adam. no. Well, you're his press secretary. So this What do you is got for the final so what? Final story. During last night's uh, Monday Night Football game, Booger McFarland dropped this on the world. Lisa says, don't worry about Odell. Nothing but a bathroom break. What? You know, back in my day, Ted, we we would do that on the sideline. I didn't need to go to the to the back for that. We just kind of sit down on the bench and you, you do your business and move on. That's what Bug, we did. Bug, that's too much information. No, it's, no, it's not. No, 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 listen, listen. All these de- these is- diva wide receivers wanted to go to the bathroom. As a defensive lineman, we didn't go to the bathroom. You sat on the bench, did your business, and you got up. <laughs> oh boy, that's real, Thank you, Bug. I mean, it's just real. It's just real. Okay, so. So I, I need to I need to 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 expand on this because first <laughs> of all, I played football uh, in high school and college. Um, I never once urinated myself. Okay, I thought that was going somewhere else, and I was like, <laughs> no, oh, wow. I never. And, for, and 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 are we are we also we did our business? Is that to say if you took a shot to the ribs and you had to defecate, you did your business no. on the sideline? Oh, or is he talking goodness. about just your? Well, he doesn't. He doesn't. Listen, this is a stupid thing for him to say. It's not a so what to me. It's a stupid thing for me to say. And listen again to what uh, whoever was commentating when they said, that's a little too much info. Bug, bug, bug. He tries to stop him from saying that. That kind of comment on national television can have ramifications. I promise you. He's I don't g- think it'll have that bad of ramifications. I don't I mean, think like, he's going to get fired, pe- but I, I think he's going he's gonna to hear from someone going, hey, man, don't say that. People from, like Moises Alou admitted to doing it on his own hands, so it made his hands tougher. And he didn't bat with batting gloves. Okay, so, but he's not doing it on the side. All the guys that had to go against Booger McFarland are now going, I knew something was a little weird. Well, well they got that those. I thought that guy sweat a lot. <laughs> they, they got those pro, uh, concussion protocol tents now that people can just go in and go right. in there now. Right. So, so that's the new thing yeah, with the like, pop-up I, tent. Maybe. I'm not, not going to say I've seen this, but I think I might have seen a ref go in and do it. At one of the SU games, right, right. <laughs> I may have seen either that or he had a concussion. You know, well, so. well why can't you go into the tent and do? And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Wh- yeah. so what a ref went in there. He, you know, this was my theory about. Now you're maybe too young to remember this, but you might know the reference to it. When Roberto Duran fought Sugar Ray Leonard in the famous Namas fight, mm-hmm. my theory was if you look at the round before that, Leonard hit him in the body several times, and I wondered. Well, what would make somebody like Roberto Duran, fists of stone, 
quit and throw his hands up in the air. What if he had to really go really bad because he had suffered so many body blows that he couldn't hold it in? He walked to his corner and went, I am going to, and we're not talking about urinate. I'm going to lose myself right now. Would he have done that sitting on a bench in front of all those people on national television? I don't think so. I think that may be, and people have speculated this before, but to say that you peed yourself and went out and played... I bet you it happens a lot. I, yeah, I, I, I'm I, sure, but but you admitted on national television. The reaction was the best. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just listen to, that, listen that. to that awkward laughter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, you, you know, and, and I've done network television before, and I've done live events before, and I've done, you know, you know someone is going to call up and go, yeah, what was that ridiculous comment about? And he's going to be pulled into a room to say, "Do us a favor, please. Let's talk about urinating on yourself during NFL games." And that can that cannot be discussed. You can let that go. That did not have to be said. And there'll be people that are offended by it for sure. We want to take our last time out? We'll come back. We'll get Neil drawing the World Series matchup, and we'll yeah. make our World Series pick. Someone text Josh uh, K Rock, Josh, and get his pick. I'm on it. I'm Thank on you, it right now. sir. Let's go to break. This is the Daniel Baldwin Show. Shoot it. You know what I mean? Hey, now. We're back. You lost your dial, baby. Oh, you lost your dial, thank baby. you, sir. So, uh, what did you have you wanted to go with here? We, we got to do our World Series picks. Okay. So, we got... Can I look it forward for us? He's Scott not yet? done yet. Okay. So, uh, so, we've got the Dodgers against the Red Sox. Uh, we've got... Uh, Josh says he's taking the Sox. Okay? So, I'm going to go to Forrest. Forrest, who are you taking? Dodgers. Polly, this is a very evenly matched series. Uh, Who are you going with? Tough. I got to go Red Sox. We're gonna let you in on the action. Who are you going with? Daily Orange. Josh will take the Red Sox as well. I'm going to take the Dodgers in an upset because I believe that the Red Sox um, are going to be favored. The Vegas line on them is as the favorite, uh, and I think they're going to definitely lose Game One. It's coming he up. He spelled Dodgers wrong. Great. Don't know. You can't change it. <laughs> Yeah, he, he, he sp- his team is the Giants. He spelt them with an N yesterday. The Giants. He, the Giants. I watched. He, he, wait, wait, he left the G, the D out. Yeah, I watched. Did he leave the D out? Yes, I watched him do it. The Dodgers. And he caught himself. No, is that he, a sign that I shouldn't take him now? And he looked so sad. The Dodgers. I watched Dodgers. him do it. All right, so here's the thing. I also want to call into question. Maybe our standings are a little off. I'm going what to happened to you last night? Uh, let me tell you the story. Why? All right, so this morning, this morning, I come in, and I'm sitting with, with Forrest, and he, I said, did you see, because you tweeted out that Forrest covered the line, Forrest wins, on Twitter, Paulie, you tweeted that out. So I look at Forrest, and I go, so you won the game, but I go, you, oh, no, I said, so you saw the game, right? And he goes, yeah, I saw the game. I said, and, and Atlanta was minus four, and he goes, I know, I know, I lost, and I went, no, you didn't lose. I go... You did say that. I did not say I lost. You said you thought you lost. I said they didn't cover the spread. Well, that would be a loss. I must. I misspoke. I know that I won this week because they <laughs> scored less than four points. They, I they mean, they won. No, they won by four. less than four points. They okay. won by less. Than Initially, four points. Initially, the reason why your scoring is being called into question is exact, and you've supported that now already <laughs> by, by opening your mouth is because I misspoke. You, yeah, indeed. And have you ever miswritten? Yeah, have he's you, misspelled. Question, he's misspoke. Right. He mis. Your I, Giants, thank God, aren't playing the Dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not wrong. So we're looking back at the review, and I said, "Oh, you know what? That's not a bad Boston. The the Dodgers, though. The, 
Or is that? It looks that, like Dodger. It looks like, like Dodger. Doers. With a with a crazy thing on the bottom, the G is just priceless. <laughs> I like it. So okay, the so the 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 doggy stylers <laughs> against uh, the Boston Red Sox. But this question of my being fifteen and thirteen—that's believable. Wow, five and zero. Oh, I'm I'm on the uh, Levitard show. Last the week. Great One. That's right. Has spoken. <laughs> so Paulie's eighteen and ten. I mean, if you, I have all the games we've done written down. If you want to go through it. I and I have, have all the spreads. If you want to go through them Nobody and look at them one by one, go right we're, ahead. We're, this is very sketchy. Very sketchy for us. I want. I mean, I lost. I mean, they didn't score. I mean, oh, no. I mean, because technically, if the Dogers win, do I get credit? Because I took the Dodgers. <laughs> yeah. So I just want to know yeah. <laughs> if I win the series, do I get, you know, do I, all right, so here's, here's, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to add on to this. So if you take the Dodgers and we win uh, four to three and seven. You should get four wins and three losses. If you t- but so, so what we're no, doing? Don't put that math on him. No, just you get I, one. You get I can one. Do that math. You get well, one. Well, it's just it. You can do that math. It's going to change the way we've heavier. been doing. The best. The best of all that I should have known I was in trouble was when I said to him, "I'll tell you what I'm going to do." So you were a competitive swimmer in high school. I said, "Here's what I'm going to do with you, Forrest." I said, "I'm going to take." A one a streak a one lap hundred meter whatever it is, I said in the amount of seconds that you beat me by because you're a competitive swimmer, I said whatever that is I'm going to give you that many points in basketball and play you one on one and we'll have a a, a a little junior Olympics two sports to decide it knowing that if he beats me by you know three full seconds which is a pretty trouncing in a length of a pool so he, I said but by the way what were your times so he says his time and I turn around and I and I, and I start to think about him going. That's really fast to go down an Olympic swimming pool. So I look it up, and he goes, "Well, I'm talking, I'm talking about uh, yards, not meters." And I went, "Well, it doesn't matter because I've done the transition between yards and meters, and you're now one tenth of a second off the world record pace." <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, I'm not like, having this so, argument so again. So either I'm not you're having the this greatest high again. school swimmer ever to come out of Central New York, or you're misunderstanding. Again. And he goes, "No, I didn't give you my numbers in meters. I gave you my numbers in yards." And I said, "I realize that, but I've taken and I've done the division of yards He's into meters, kill us. and you're swimming it." Faster than Mark Spitz did in 72, <laughs> and almost as fast as Phelps did last Olympics. I go, so obviously we've got a problem with either you've misquoted your time, or you're the fastest high school swimmer of all time. And and again, I get, I got, what was it? Tell me the reason why. I'm not, I'm not having this argument again. We already went through this. I'm not having this argument again. How come you can't I, expl- I explained my side. Okay, explain your side. There's a difference between yards oh, and meters right, right. in swimming. Okay, I, I, I realize that. But if you say, so so what was your time in yards? Because you, you, you swam yards, right? For one lap. One lap. Between 10 and 12 seconds. Okay. On a, well, on no, a that's good day. not what we got before. Before no, we I got did. a 10 point, you know, you told me the number. That I said between 10 and 12 oh, seconds. Okay. And so and so that was at 100 yards. So then I divided the meters and, and I did the the... Um, the math to what that is the equivalent to in meters, and then I looked at the world record, 
and the world record is 10.5, you know what I mean, or whatever. So I'm thinking, okay, so you're within a half a second of the fastest time ever. In, 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 He's in going to kill us. Right, I know. You're pushing the button. But see, face but that's is turning when, that's no, when, I'm getting annoyed. I'm getting annoyed. The, the, the head is filled with such vast information. I'll be back Advanced later. mathematics. Hey, Daniel, can you stick around the office a little while? I'll be back. Let me just ask. I'm going to close on this. I'm going to close on this. What? All right? And this is what? a very important question. Okay. Okay, and it's got only two possible answers. Okay. Okay? I know right. where you Are live. You ready? You ready? Concentrate with me now. When you put our records down every single time, do you do it in yards or meters? <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow. <laughs>